0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Moment of Cluth podcast. I hope everyone is staying healthy, practicing social distancing, and staying sane during these trying times. My guest today is a millennial dating expert and a hit podcast host, Lindsay Metzler. While Lindsay has multiple successful brands and businesses, she's best known for her super successful, hilarious podcast, We Met at Acme, which chronicles the ups and downs of dating life. She tours around the country doing live taped panels, which is actually where my boyfriend and I met, and was recently featured in Vogue on how to date during the coronavirus. She shares with me tips for navigating this pandemic, both mentally and physically, and how to safely date during COVID-19. So I hope you enjoy our conversation and that you find something to take away from this episode.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back into the Moment of Cluth podcast. Here with me is the host of the hit millennial dating podcast, We Met at Acme, and a friend of mine, Lindsay Metzler. Welcome in, and thank you for coming on. Thank you so
2: much for having me. This is so great, and also so nice to see people in this time of isolation.
1: What a weird time to be alive. It Seriously. Is I have to admit that your polls on the We Met at Acme podcast Instagram story give me life every day. I wake up and I check them. Religiously, I do them. And I actually feel like you're normalizing the conversation about coronavirus. So thank you for doing that.
2: Oh, thank you for saying that. Also, I'm extremely invested for everyone who doesn't know in Megan's relationship because they met at... Well, their first date was at my podcast.
1: Yes. We are a success story. We literally met at Acme's. It seems like things are changing so quickly. Like you blink and there's a new update. What's the mood like right now in New York?
2: Same thing. No one knows what to do. i I started social distancing this weekend. I think a lot of people haven't done that yet, And like that's they're kind of being being shamed for that. Um, but I think like no one wants to see each other, like unless you're 1000% healthy, which no one really knows if they are, um, and no one's mentally healthy. That's for sure. Uh, no one, no one's trying to chill, like, unless it's like your boyfriend or girlfriend.
1: Which I also feel like is a funny topic right now during coronavirus, because I feel like for a lot of people, you are quarantining with your significant other for the first time, and maybe you're spending extended periods of time. For the first time with your significant other, and I'm interested to see how many couples last through the coronavirus, or who breaks up after because of the conversations that you're going to be having during self-distancing.
2: Yep, it's literally like throwing all these couples into like a a real test of how you deal with each other in a crisis, and like if you can make the same decisions and get along, and people are either fighting or like getting married essentially right now.
1: It's like the love is blind experiment in real life. Uh-huh. Fully. Pretty much. Um, how do you think this is going to change dating for millennials? Have you gotten any messages on your podcast, Instagram about how this isn't affecting their dating life and mental stability?
2: Yeah, I've gotten a lot. Um, mental stability, everyone is suffering. In terms of dating, I know that the apps are really... Like popping right now. Everyone's sitting home on their phone and messaging a million people. People already changed their profiles to incorporate Corona. Like, hey, like I'll hang out with you, I'll be your Corona buddy. Um, so it's like it's the app culture is thriving. And I think a lot of people are starting to do like FaceTimes more and things that are socially conscious.
1: If this becomes something that we're dealing with and I've been glued to my television because of the updates. If this becomes something that we're dealing with for anywhere from two to six months, what do you recommend for people to do? Like for people, single people out there who had big plans for themselves this spring to meet somebody potentially, and now they're stuck inside. Do you, I mean, is it the norm now to ask somebody if they've been tested for coronavirus?
2: Oh, for sure. It's, I mean, there shouldn't be a stigma about it, um, but- yeah, you you definitely have the right to ask if someone, you know, has been tested or if they've been sick or if they've been traveling. I think there's going to be a lot of, you know, going on a walk dates or like doing something that is allowed and FaceTime dates. I know like there was just I think Trump just said like maybe until August we'll be dealing with this, so that's like kind of nuts. I think, you know, People are just gonna have to get to get used to this being the new normal and and kind of adjust in the way that they see fit and the one thing is like I am so strict about like don't go to someone's apartment too soon but like now you kind of have to go to their apartment too soon just like protect yourself
1: how soon is too soon though like obviously this week everybody should be in their own respective homes and apartments yeah' like how soon is too soon to come out of Isolation and go to somebody's house, I think
2: you have to have met them in person at least once. so like if you have like a really good day, you're walking together in the park in a very distancing way, right then <laughs>
1: like unless you're wearing surgical gloves,
2: <laughs> right, then maybe day two, unless like they have roommates, could be at their apartment cooking um, but be careful,
1: do you think it's appropriate if somebody? Um, goes out, like I saw a lot of people going out this weekend for St. Patrick's Day and they have roommates. Do you think it's appropriate for somebody who lives in close quarters with somebody else to be bringing dates back?
2: No, I actually don't. And it makes me so happy that I live alone because I don't have to deal with this stuff. But if I did have a roommate, I know that we would be fighting about something because it's just, it's
1: crazy. You know, it's madness. I think everybody's on edge this week. Everybody's fighting about something, whether it's with your roommates or your significant others. So
2: much tension.
1: And this is also something I want to talk to you about is that this is going to change employment rates. And for everybody who is just starting their career or um, is graduating this spring, what's a piece of advice you would offer somebody? Because you really started everything on your own. You've got your Don't Expect Salads blog. You've got We Met at Acme. What do you yeah.
2: I would say just like don't have such high standards for jobs right now. Just get something that pays the bills and wait till this dies down and work on your passion projects because you have money from whatever you're doing that pays the bills. Mm-hmm. Because right now it's not like a great time to take a risk unless that risk is something that people can do virtually through. Being stuck in their apartments, like I know people are launching dating apps where you only FaceTime and thing and like things like that. Like that's all, you know, smart. But I think other than that, like just you know, a lot of people have student loan debt. Like you got to just get that job that you can get at at this point because there's nothing, there's nothing out there.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing. So millions of people are going to be unemployed from this coronavirus recession. I think another thing that's going to take a dive is mental health. And that's something that your podcast talks about. And you really, I appreciate that you do this. You take the stigma away from talking to a a therapist or going to couples therapy. Um, What do you recommend to people right now during this time who can't go outside and see their therapist?
2: Actually, there's tons of therapists who are still seeing clients just via FaceTime. So I would say to still reach out and try to find someone who's doing that. I'm going to be posting some resources for those therapists as well. Um, But so far, I don't know any therapists that aren't open to virtually seeing someone.
1: That's great. Are are there any books that you have read recently that are also helpful in situations and calming anxieties during times like this?
2: That's a great question. It's funny because all the books I read are about murder and none of them calm anxiety. But um, I really like the book Untethered Soul. It's about like separating yourself from your thoughts. And I think a lot of us have
1: to do that right now to stay sane. Mm-hmm. Um, what about physical exercise? Like any uh, home routines that you work on?
2: yeah I actually started doing streaming classes today, and like I did this thing O b fitness, and i was and I was like dancing along with this woman, and I don't have any weights or anything, so it has to be like something easy. and then i I, I was like, Fuck it, I can't keep oh, sorry. I was like, i can't keep I can't keep up with her anymore. So I just started doing jumping jacks <laughs> and and that's what I'm doing right now. that's where I'm at. But I think if you are in a relationship and you have someone around, you could do something together if you catch my drift.
1: Yeah. Something a little sexy time. Um, mm-hmm. Amit and I, my boyfriend and I actually did a workout class today from like on demand. We were embarrassingly, embarrassingly sweaty after this like... <laughs> 20-minute workout with lightweights, but I feel like- That's really awesome. good. I just canceled my gym membership. I don't plan on going back to the gym many times. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's what you got to do. I mean, these streaming services are really benefiting right now.
1: What was the one called again? Just for- it's
2: called OB Fitness, OBE.
1: Is there a fee involved with that one?
2: I think it's like free trial first, the first month and then a fee.
1: Something else I wanted to talk about was the silver linings- during social social distancing, um, what are a few that come to your mind, especially as a dating expert?
2: Yeah, um, I guess first of all, like a great silver lining is that you kind of know how you feel immediately. You're like, if I don't want to social distance with someone, I'm not interested in them. So it kind of cuts like the BS. And I think also just like being able to like, I don't know, spend time with, with people that you love and like, not, it's like, it's made it easier to trim the fat, right? Like, we are always like tiptoeing around like, hurting people's feelings, whether it's friends or in relationships. But now it's like, you know what, I could die tomorrow. I don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> like, sorry. Um. So I think just everyone's been more real and able to communicate better. Because We have no choice.
1: I agree. Um, What responsibility do you think our generation holds during this crucial time?
2: I think we got to flatten the curve. And so you have to get the word out. Like, people stay home. Um, You have to tell your friends if they're going out still, like, they're being embarrassing. They'll look back and they'll be like, what was I doing? Like, just living my life and spreading this horrible thing without knowing. so, I think just spreading spreading awareness as much as we can is our responsibility as millennials.
1: do you think that this time at home alone has caused you to be more introspective?
2: Oh, for sure i definitely, but at the same time, like it you know someone. I was talking to my friend about how it feels like that like weird time in between Christmas and New Year's, you know? So it's like I've been introspective, but I've also been like what I don't have thoughts. You know what I mean? I'm like what's going on? Like
1: just one with my couch right now. Exactly.
2: Like I it's like I'm introspective at times and then I'm like I don't I have no nothing to think. Like I I don't even know what's left to think about.
1: On the introspective note, something I like to ask on this podcast is Um, was there a moment in your personal or professional life that you felt that you weren't being true to yourself or authentic to who you are? And if so, what did you learn from it?
2: Yeah. So actually piggybacking on the last answer, like I think the reason that I haven't been too introspective is because I decided to like stop smoking and drinking And I think I was like doing that too much. So if I hadn't done that before Corona, I would just, I would not be in a good place right now. And I think I would like be taking advantage of working from home and like getting high all the time and drinking all the time. So I'm really happy that I don't have those like intrusive thoughts about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that I, the question was something that I'm not proud of or what when I wasn't, myself.
1: Yeah, what you learned uh, yeah. from a moment in your personal or professional mm-hmm. career when you knew that you weren't being authentic to who you are.
2: Right. Such a good question. Um I I guess when when I like had taken jobs that I you know, wasn't passionate about. And I knew that I had this passion deep down to like communicate with people like I am now on my podcast, Mm -hmm. but I was too afraid to pursue that. So I think just like betraying your needs, whether it's in a relationship or job um, is, is such a big thing that so many people do and might do for the rest of their lives. So to like take that leap, and actually follow your heart and like your passion is, is so important. And so like I had betrayed myself in jobs I didn't like in relationships I didn't like. And um, now I feel like I'm like being my authentic self.
1: Do you think that that's great, by the way, I think it takes a lot of people really a long time to get to that point. I myself feel like I'm just now starting to get there and speak my truth. Um, Do you think that people instinctively have a gut feeling when they're betraying themselves? Or is it something you kind of just figure out in hindsight?
2: I do. I think people disregard their gut feelings all the time, all the time. And I know I did. I mean, my gut, like my gut keeps me up at night sometimes or like used to keep me up at night. And and luckily I started listening to it and it's been, it's been... Way better ever since.
1: Your your podcast is so calming, and you always give the best advice. Um, so, what is the number one piece of advice you have for listeners right now during these trying times who need that?
2: Yeah, I would say just you know like take a deep breath and don't give up. Like, don't go to that dark place. We're all in this together. So, like, if you are feeling alone, don't forget that like there are people that are here for you and that love you and call a friend or check in on a family member. Um, and just keep swimming. Cause like we, we have to get through this. We got to. And then the dating scene's going to be popping. Exactly. We're going to be like, let's go. I'm out. I'm free. Who's around?
1: Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on, guys. If you haven't already checked out her podcast, it's We Meta Acne. It's at We Meta Acne on Instagram. You've got the best polls. You're very interactive and you give some great advice. So thanks for coming on, Lindsay. Thanks, Megan. This was so
0: fun. Love seeing your face. Keep swimming, girl. Thanks for listening to Moment of Cluth. I'm Megan Cluth. For more episodes, please subscribe and share this episode with others. Visit megancluth.com to stay in touch and stay tuned for more great interviews.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.